1: This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning.
3: Hello, I'm Stephanie Evans, and I am the Executive Director of the Tri Village Chamber Partnership. Today, I'm talking with Mary and Mason Landrum, owners of Nice Guy Technology an IT management company located in Grandview Heights. Welcome, Marion Mason, and thanks for joining me today.
2: Thank you. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having us.
3: First, let me say that you guys couldn't have picked a more perfect name for your company because you are the nicest people that I know. <laughs> you are really the nice guys. Um, you're also very patient, which I'm sure is very helpful in this line of work, especially when you come across people like me <laughs> um, who um, don't really know how to solve their own technology issues. Um, and I know I have sometimes... Um, questions that seem silly even to myself and I'm always confident though that I can call you guys and that you'll answer my questions and and be nice about it <laughs> so thank you for that because you guys really have been a great
2: support to me and the chamber um in the time that we've been here oh, we're always happy to help and we find that a lot of people um think that their questions are silly but they're not no. they're not Wow. But that's why we have an accountant and we have a lawyer and those sorts of things you know mm-hmm. For, not uh, great at for the special thing. We're on silly, questions. Right. Yes. Your own silly exactly. questions. Yeah,
3: I suppose everybody feels like their own questions might be silly, but thank you though. You guys have really been a great support to the chamber and to me personally. So I want to start um, the way we always do and ask, um, what did you want to be when you grow up? And how does that, well, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grow up? And how does that play into what you do today? You guys can each answer how oh, I was going to
2: say, <laughs> I'm still trying to decide, what I want to be when I grow up. Um, mm-hmm. no, I was, as a kid, I probably in second grade, I had the best teacher and I knew then that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I did go ahead and, and get that teaching degree, um, taught for about 15 years and then found my way into tech. Mason has a little different story though. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, um, I definitely, growing up, uh, was very interested in uh, meteorology, as I remember hearing one of your previous guests also. Yes, that's right. Um, But also space, being an astronaut. It was always something that involved, definitely involved some level of technology. However, I also, graduating from high school, ended up going into education also, even though Early on in grade school, that was the last thing that I ever wanted to do. Right. Um, he was the kid up at the front uh, by the teacher's desk. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the distractible one. And so then um, while I was in college, I decided, you know, technology was still something I was very interested in. I had it on a minor in, in, computer, um, in computer science at that time.
3: Okay. Wow. Well, so um, the fact that you guys are both teachers, that really does kind of explain your patience and the way that you're so helpful in explaining things. So that really does kind of tie in to what you're doing now, right?
4: It really does. Uh, we've definitely found over the years there's a real need for not um, only, you know, being able to support people, but being able to educate people about technology as well. They, they really oftentimes want to learn how something works and why it works that way and and that's we can help them
3: it's a little less scary when you have an understanding right and i mean it is changing all the time but um yeah having a little bit of an understanding does make it a little less scary um so why don't we take this time for you to tell us a little bit about nice guy technology
4: We've changed over the years. We originally started out as um, being based on residential services where we had a storefront and we had um, people bring their computers to us and and we would repair them and they would pick them back up. And and then over the years we added on a creative services side of things where we did print work and design um, websites and everything on the kind of like digital media side of things. And then... um, now we, in November of 20, 2017, um, we decided to make the tough choice to move to business only. That was tough for us to to let go of the residential side, but ended up being a good move for us in, in the long run. So now we serve uh, just businesses, IT needs, whether that be, you know, Managing computers, um, making sure things are safe and secure from a cybersecurity point of view, making sure that um, things are in place if a disaster does occur, that we can get them back up and running as quickly as possible so they can stay in business.
2: And then just the regular services of networking Networking. and anything that happens to break along the way. um, Phones.
4: We, We try to be a complete provider to where when we service a company, even if it's not Something that we installed or or put in that we will still support Mm -hmm. them and try to be the intermediary between them and their vendor, so that they can just concentrate on getting their work done, running their business. So
3: you can kind of fill in and and uh, ask those the 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 questions of the of the client and be able to be that one communicating the problems to the the vendor, right? Exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I would imagine that's really helpful because you know, thinking as a client like I don't I don't even know the questions to answer I, I, or I don't know how to answer some of the questions that would be asked by my tech vendor right to be a, able to very even, good point yes oh, and right. it's time consuming for so you yeah as you guys business. can be in the middle and take care of that 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 seems like that'd be time saving yeah yes yeah and let the, the client then focus on their business and exactly exactly Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. and how long have you guys had your business Mason started in 2011, just kind of on the side, actually repairing computers. Um, And then we both jumped in with both feet in 2015, I think. So we were full-time then.
4: We had a physical location for a little while before that. Actually, our first location on First Avenue um, near the library. And um, so we started there and then jumped in with both feet and... We've ended up moving. Oh, a couple times. A Couple times since then, as we've grown. Yeah.
2: So we have some office space on Northwest now, near Goodale, and um, run everything out of out of the office there. But so I guess if you do the math, what is that? Eight years. About now? Eight years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And well, that's years.
3: a really bold move to jump in with both feet, right? It was it's, terrifying. It's scary, but it right? was exciting, especially because um, you guys are a husband wife team. That that's kind of on my list to, to talk about a little bit too. Uh, you know in business together and married. Um, how, how do you make that work for you? What's your secret to success? And and, and also lot. it is a bold move to, for both of you to, um, leave other employment to do this together. Um, yeah. And then all the, the factors that, that play into being a husband wife team.
2: Yeah. So I don't know if we're courageous or stupid or the, the, <laughs> it's one of the two. I'm not sure, but we've, I, I think we've had a, a blast getting it going. It's not all roses and sunshine. i Mason shaking his head. There, there are rough days, and it's tough to separate work from home because you're, you know, twenty four seven with that same person, um, and and work just automatically spills into dinner time or you know date nights that sort of thing. So we have to kind of force ourselves to back off and say, right. okay, you know, there are other things in our lives that we should be talking about besides. I think that's technology. True.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's true as a business owner. That separation between work and home, um, if if it's just one of you ha- having a business, you know, I mean, I used to have my own business and it was hard to separate and, and set those limits. Um, but having the fact that you guys are both in the same business together, I imagine it's blurred even more.
4: It is, yeah. and we're still learning to navigate those waters, yeah. obviously. Um, we did work together prior to this, though, at a, um, we worked at the same nonprofit for a couple of years, sharing the same office for that time. So we had experience working together prior to that. Yeah. So we kind of knew what we were jumping into.
3: Wow. You're that destined. destined. You're destined to have a business together. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now you have the added, added stress of it being your responsibility of the business right absolutely
4: from every part of it yeah yes i i I was hearing um from some of the other podcasts and you really are you're you're you take out the trash you vacuum the floor you i mean you're everything Mm -hmm. from that to you know presenting to to large groups i mean
2: you're just you're all of it
3: so what is your secret to success as a as a family because now you've brought your son into business right yes That has been
2: amazing, yes, having him join in. Um, So, uh, secret to success, that's a good question. A lot of patience, Mm
4: -hmm. I think. Mason is probably the most
2: patient person I've ever met, which is good, because... Andy and I aren't always easy to get along with, but I <laughs> think well, this kind of work requires a lot of patience. It does, right? it does,
4: and and I have discovered my son does not have that much patience for that. So he <laughs> he doesn't do a lot of the technical work. He does a lot of more of the work around uh, the digital media or uh, social. He's um, making
3: some movies on your on your website and yep. your yep. blog. Yep. yep, yep.
4: He enjoys that and has the patience for that, but not mm-hmm. for the deep technical mm-hmm.
3: work. Do you feel like there's a shift, like having um, having him in the business? Um, or, or so you, so you just said he's kind of taken on the creative stuff and, and now it really has kind of come full circle as a, a family business, right? Um, and so what's that like?
4: Actually, it's been fantastic because, you know, you can live together with people, but sometimes you still don't know what all of they're capable of until you see them in a different environment. So we have learned things about Andy, um uh, being part of the business that, that we just never got to see before because we never got to see him work as a professional. I guess. That's
3: really awesome.
4: Yeah, and he's added a lot of uh, as well as, as our other um, employees are on the younger side and they've added mm-hmm. a lot of energy to the business, new ideas and help Mary and I who are not on the young side to <laughs> to be able to look at things in a different perspective. That's very been very true. helpful right. to
3: us. I, yeah, it's probably kind of refreshing and, and it is. Um, I think there's a certain freedom um, with the young kids who are they're just kind of fearless in a way and, and certainly Well, this seems silly saying it to you guys, but I look at it, and it's so um, tech-savvy.
2: Oh, absolutely.
3: That things seem easy to them that that would never seem easy to me.
2: Yeah, They grew Um, up with this stuff. Right,
3: absolutely.
4: I feel very confident in my technical knowledge, but when it comes to social media, Facebook, Twitter, that is not my area. So
3: interestingly enough, that is one of my questions for you, because I think that one of the hardest things about – Running a business is keeping up with technology. Um, you know, it's it's always changing. But when I say that, even from my perspective here, it, to me that means um, Instagram and Facebook and and kind of that social media and and how you use it to market your your business. So that's hard to keep up with. When I think about what you guys do and keeping up with all of the the other stuff like um, you know the hardware, the software, the the cybersecurity, like. I can't even imagine trying to keep up with that stuff, and trying to keep up with the changing um, trends in social media and and platforms that come with that. So, how do you do that? Like that seems like an
2: overwhelming challenge to me. Somebody asked me um, the other day about cybersecurity and said, "Doesn't that scare you?" You know, being responsible for those sorts of things. I said, "It's terrifying out there," but it's it's honestly, I, I know if you would. Ask Mason, he would say that sort of thing is easier to keep up with um, than the social media and the marketing and those sorts of things. You, you can get overwhelmed with so many tools. There's so much technology that it is kind of mind-boggling, and you, you get wrapped up in the tools that you can use, and it's hard to get the job done.
4: Well, and, and that's why we have a, a varied staff, because, I mean, technology is what I feed off of. I love the new technology, the cybersecurity, those kinds of pieces, but have very little patience for the social media side of things. Mm-hmm. And that's where Mary and some of our other staff come in is that's the thing they get excited about. Right. And looking at the the data analytics underneath all of the social media and things like that, yeah. they they thrive on that. So.
3: So you just you've divide your responsibilities and kind of played to your own strengths. That's yes, what it sounds absolutely. like yeah I think it's kind of in a natural divide too, which is
2: is great mm-hmm.
3: So let's think back to um, when you were um, when you were thinking about uh, starting your own business and and jumping in with both feet. what would you say is the best advice that you received?
2: best advice and I wish I had listened sooner and and started acting on it is just do things. It's so easy to get caught up in, well, I want this to be perfect. And I want that to be perfect before I roll it out or before I do any marketing. Um, everything has to be perfect. Just start doing is the best advice I got. I still have to, to think back to that and say, okay, Mary, just, you know, do the things.
3: I think that's really good advice because, you know, while it would be great to have everything in order and perfect and just launch everything at once and have it all all just the way you dreamed it would be, it also can be paralyzing, right? If you're waiting and, and trying to get it all perfect or perfect changes along the way.
2: It, you'd be paralyzed right absolutely that's that's the words we keep hearing is paralysis by analysis so you mm. keep keep analyzing the same things and just never make a move so that that's the best advice i got was execute do things
4: I guess one of the things that was a piece of good advice that we have heard and actually have kind of railed against for a long time is getting involved um, a lot more in networking events and things like that. Mary and I, neither one, are very outgoing. People, uh, we oftentimes like working behind the scenes and are very comfortable with that, mm-hmm. and are less comfortable going to social events and networking events and getting to know people. But we've been coached over the years, definitely, to get more involved in that, and we definitely see how that is a benefit of of you know getting to know your community, getting uh, more involved in local organizations, and uh, you build friendships as well as business opportunities.
3: Yeah, I do think um, you know that's one of the roles that. The chamber plays, and, and you guys have, have been coming to, to some of our luncheons and even spoke at, at, at one of our luncheons. I think what we find um, probably everywhere is that that people want to do business with people that they know. And so for as hard as it is sometimes to come out of that shell and, 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 and go out and meet people, the reality is... When a, a problem comes up or they need help, they want to call someone they know. So coming to those things and, and getting out there um, is, is really beneficial in that way. Um,
4: yes, yeah, so while it's a, been uh, great okay. advice, it has also been one of the most difficult things for us to overcome.
2: I have to say, though, the Tri Village Chamber has been—it's a perfect place to jump in to networking because the— the whole network. The members are amazing. So friendly. They're so friendly, so easy to talk to, and it, you know, you sit and 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 think at your desk. Oh, I could just keep working. You know, okay, I'll go to the luncheon, and then you go, and you're so glad you went and got to talk with everyone, and it's always a great time.
4: Every event, we walk away with a new connection.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think it's really great, and you know, I think there's a real genuine sense of. Um, of, of community and that our members really just want to see each other succeed and and truly help each other and and that just comes out in everything absolutely um, we've exactly. noticed
2: the very same thing yeah, yeah they're they're there behind you know pushing helping we've had um several members just just offer advice you know just to just to help out mm-hmm. and it's it's been awesome
3: yeah well that's great so i encourage you to keep coming out of your shell and yeah. keep coming and It really does. Um, it does pay off. So what would you say has been your biggest challenge in owning your own business?
4: So for, for me, one of the biggest challenges is also the same thing related to the, some of the best advice is knowing that we are responsible for everything that has to do with the company and having to get out of our comfort zones in many ways to um, for example to to go to social networking events and in community events and things like that and getting to know people and getting out of that shell that um, that we are in as you know kind of,
2: we're, we're introverts, Introverts. We're, yep. we definitely refuel by um, hanging out, a watching TV, yeah. reading books, <laughs> that sort of thing, or behind a computer, I suppose. Um, yeah, and Mason definitely is, I've, I've always been the shy kid, you know, but Mason was always, um, he's the helper, the fixer, so he is more the behind the scenes person who makes sure that other people's events go well, you know, and that. That things are working for other people. So he's, he's not one to be the center of attention and say, Hey, here I am. I'm awesome. So that's probably been a, a tough thing for, for him to be in the spotlight as the owner. Yeah. So your biggest challenge
3: is, um, following the advice, the best advice, right? I guess. You
2: can always get good <laughs> advice, but it
4: doesn't work if you don't follow it. so right. right. No, I've, I've always been able to, for some reason, start a conversation with the person in line next to me at the grocery store or something like that. Um, but for some reason, when I think about a social event or something like that, I forget that I have that ability, yeah. I guess.
3: Yeah, when there's a lot more people around, it feels a lot different. When you come across a bump in the road, what do you guys do, um, particularly – as a family business, um, what do you do to, to get things back on track? Or, you know, what, what kind of self talk do you give yourself to persevere and and make sure that um, you know things keep going in the right direction?
2: It is a challenge since we're all on the same ship. You know, so if, right. if, if if the waters are nice and smooth, then everybody's happy. Um, but things do get rough in every business we I've been very fortunate, I guess we both have, that um, Mason and I are quite different. So if I'm having a down day or if, you know the sky is falling, he's there to pick me up, and vice versa. Um, we don't tend to have the same rough days, thankfully. Um, same thing with um, Andy and our technician Alex we just consider him part of the family too. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, they, they bring, um, some levity and they keep us in check. If tough things happen, it's not the end of the world, you know?
4: Well, and, and I think, um, we've both been reading a lot of materials around small businesses and, and some of the ways that small businesses are changing as, um, as time goes on, there's always new good ideas out there to try also. When you feel like you've hit a brick wall in a certain area, uh, there's plenty of, of material out there that you can look at and, and try new things. And there's always a new opportunity out there. Sometimes we just are, are, are blind to it until something has opened our eyes to it.
3: Well, I would imagine that you know technology is always changing, right? So yes. there's always something to learn, always something new yes. to, to figure out there. Um, but the challenge of, of finding new clients or servicing the ones you have, even the time management, You know, like we were talking about, we, we work together and and then you're at home together and, and the, those lines are all blurred. Figuring out uh, those kinds of things, the time management and, and building your clients and, and maintaining that service Absolutely, are, are the, the hard things to figure out, right? Um, is there any special wisdom
2: that you have to share um, along any of those lines? Oh, wisdom, we could use some of that. Actually, <laughs> I, some of the funniest things um, in the past, I've I've woken up at three a.m. and I see a glow on the other side of the the room, and it's Mason on his iPad resetting a server somewhere, you know, across town. And it's like, Mason, go to bed. It's okay. but Yeah.
3: Well, I'd imagine in this line of work, it's probably, you know, for as much as you try to set the limits and and say, okay, we're going to work from eight to five, and then we're turning everything off, and we're going to just recharge and watch TV and have dinner together, and, and, and then we're not working tonight. But in this line of work, if there's an emergency, are you on call? Like, is that how it works?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It depends on on the agreement or, or what we've set up with the different businesses. But absolutely, we can be on call um, 24-7 yeah. um, You know, on, for real emergencies, absolutely. Yeah,
3: that kind of messes with
2: the setting the limits. <laughs> it, it does, but thankfully, we love it. I, I don't know that I would have it any other way.
4: No, I mean, we're in it for our customers. Our goal is to take technology out of the thing that they have to worry about. So it's just working for them and they can concentrate on their business. Um, That's probably one of the central or definitely the central tenet that we started Nice Guy Technology on is customer service, number one, that we always wanted to be providing the best customer service that we could possibly do. And even though our... Business has changed a lot over the years, from residential to uh, to business only, and and you know, change with c- cybersecurity. That's one thing that has never changed, and we never want to change, is that dedication to customer service.
3: Well, and you do a really good job at it, so thank you. What kind of sacrifices do you guys feel that you've made in order to have this business together?
4: My answer to that would be that it kind of depends on the season. Um, at certain times, you are Sacrificing everything to get through a certain point, and maybe you know a downtime or a, um, a a low point, and everything you're devoting to into the business, and then at other times things ease up, and you get to see some of the the the, the fruits of the benefits of of what you've done and what you've created. It's been um, just like most other things, a roller coaster over the years of feeling like sacrificing everything jumping in with both feet
2: and then it's the best thing in the world and yeah you, when you wake up time. in the
4: morning and you're like I have my own business and I can I'm working for myself I'm not working for somebody else and yeah
3: yeah that's pretty awesome so let's talk a little bit about the services that you guys offer and and tell me what do you do
4: our main focus now is basically being the technical support desk for um, a business that isn't ready to hire a dedicated IT person. It's called IT outsourcing. And so all of their IT needs, management, um, services, help desk, anything that they need, it would be outsourced to us and we would become their technical, technical support desk.
3: So one of the, the things that you I've heard you say in a talk before, and um, it, it just rings true, is that it's not a matter of if you're going to get hacked, it's when you're going to get hacked, right? Um, did I say that right? Yes. It's yes. Not a matter of right? Yeah. If but when. <laughs> if but when, and so is is part of your um, your service. I, I I don't know if there is a way to to prevent being hacked. Obviously, you can come in if someone has been hacked and try to help put the pieces together. And I know you've shared some really dramatic statistics about the number of businesses that end up going out of business if they've been hacked and how serious that can be. So I know you can come in kind of as, uh, you know, relief and, 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 and service there. You know, it sort of ties to your, your background in education and, and your, your desire to, to really teach people. Are there things that you also teach about prevention?
2: Is there is there a way? It's of- very much education and preparation. Being in a place where, when you get hacked, you can recover from that.
4: Yes, I mean, having the policies, the procedures, the plans in place for that inevitable time of when you are hacked and you realize, you know, someone's gotten into your email or someone has, has, has gotten into your network. I mean, it... There's no 100% way to prevent, even the largest companies in the world are not able to prevent the cybercrime that's out there right now. Unfortunately, small businesses are a huge target because they oftentimes have very valuable data on on clients and companies that they work with, but they also don't have the financial resources to have the fantastic protection that a lot of the largest companies do. So they're really a sweet spot for, for hackers right now are small businesses, and unfortunately, the, the the main thing you can educate yourself, know what your risks are, and be prepared for when that inevitable inevitable happens. Right. I, I believe the statistic is sixty six percent of small businesses that have been uh, you know involved in a cyber attack are out of business within six months.
2: Within six months. That's the part that scares me That's so much. You've worked your whole life to build this business, and one little incident and I guess I shouldn't say little. It, it would be a big incident, but then it devastates, and your business is gone.
4: It will affect your rec- reputation. You'll lose customers because they know that you didn't protect their data well enough. The financial risks of lawsuits and fines, especially if you're under some kind of federal regula- regulation, such as HIPAA, or you know, there's many uh, regulations out there that would you would be fined under if um, a cybersecurity attack happened.
3: Right, there's just so much to think about. In that whole area, and it, 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 like I said earlier, to me, technology is so overwhelming. And um, you guys really um, have done an amazing job finding that that spot for for the two of you and, and Andy, your, your family, to to build this business together and and kind of address um, really all a whole variety of, of tech services uh, for your clients. So. Congratulations on that. You. Um, you. Do you guys have any advice that you would, would give to others looking to start their own business or, um, you know, in particular, a,
2: a family business? I have a couple pieces of advice. Uh, one would be go for it. If you have the passion and it's, it's, there's a fire in your belly and you really want to do it, do it. Don't, don't let anything stop you.
4: I would say, well, I'll definitely do it. Also go into it eyes wide open, knowing that the statistics that are out there are are very real as far as, you know, uh, the number of small businesses that, that don't make it. I think it's past five years and things like that. It really is a challenge. Yeah,
3: I think five it years is, is a, it's a big milestone it's a big for a lot mile, of small so, business. Yeah, yeah.
4: Um, it is difficult, but... Um, completely worth it. Yeah.
3: And you guys made your switch from residential to business
4: how long ago? Uh, November of 2017. We had, okay, we had always so- been serving businesses in addition to residential services, um, but it started to, k- to kind of, the, the amount of businesses we were serving was overtaking the number of residential customers we were serving okay. and we decided to make that yeah,
3: change. Yes, that's a pretty dramatic change then. So did you just hand off your residential clients
2: to we we found someone, someone else that um, you felt comfortable referring that, them
3: to. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: we we really liked him and um, did a little interview just mm-hmm. to make sure because we, we were pretty protective over the, sure. the residential clients we had. We Want to make sure they were in good hands, and that that hurt to to have to say goodbye to those folks. But we also have found a real passion for working with small and medium businesses. Mason just. Gets the biggest kick out of going out to the business, helping people, you know, get get tech wrapped up and taken care of. Um, I, you you come back looking very fulfilled when you've you've solved a problem.
4: It's it's really nice when you leave and they look at you like you're their superhero. You so <laughs> need a cape, right? Um, so yes, it
3: is very fulfilled. I bet. I bet. Okay, so my last question for you guys is, um, how would you define success, and how do you know when you've achieved it?
4: I think for me, I have to break it down on a daily basis. I feel like that I look at the day as a bunch of small successes. I have a hard time putting, um, you know, a certain target on, you know, what, what success is going to look like when I reach it, um, because I think that that end goal or that end line is always changing mm-hmm. as your business grows. I like to look at it as a bunch of small successes rather than just one, one large like you've made it.
2: I, I like that. Yeah, the every day there are several wins. You know, you have to look at the small wins. There was one day several years ago. I was feeling kind of down. You know, it's sometimes there are days when you can't pay all the bills that you want to and that sort of thing. And I was um, speaking with a, a former student, and and we were talking about success and she said, but Mary, look what you have. You are successful. And she was pointing to my family. And to me, that's everything. And
3: I would say any day that you can walk away feeling like a superhero is a success (laughs) (laughs) in a big way, right? (laughs) All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. But before we go, I want to um, make sure that our listeners know how to find you. So would you like to share your website or any social media platforms?
2: Sure. We, well, we're on all um, the major social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Our website is niceguitech.com. If you would like to call us up, we're at 614-233-1648.
4: And are located at 781 Northwest Boulevard, Suite 202A.
3: Mary Mason, thank you so much, and congratulations on your business.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires.
0: Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Birtles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life, and join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.